0: Hello beautiful people, thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films. Whether you're a first time listener or long time listener, all the same, it is super, super appreciated and thank you as always for your constant support. Another week, another bonus blogs episode to go over the latest episode from season one of The Last of Us, which, as I state, every, every week, this show is magnificent, like it is so, so good. And yet again, episode eight is... It's phenomenal. It's, it was such a intense but fantastically performed and well-structured script, story, however you want to put it. It was so, so good. I think that episode 8 has now jumped up to be my second favourite just behind episode 3. Of the season, I thought it was very, very good. Some real strong performances, great cinematography, and I say, God, It just looked absolutely gorgeous, which we'll touch upon during this. But of course, there's there's some absolutely stellar performance once again from Bella Ramsey, but in particular as well, Scott Shepherd, who plays David in this, which I'm looking for. Well, I'd say looking forward to it was a creepy bugger, wasn't it? But we'll obviously be diving into all of that in this episode on this podcast. But this is undoubtedly the darkest episode of the show. Like, not in terms of visuals or gore or anything like that, which there there is, obviously, the show can do that, and this episode does have darker visuals in there, but the themes and motives and desires of characters, or character, we should say, that we meet are extremely dark and put our heroes, in particular, Ellie, in grave danger. Like, I thought that it was so... Like, thematically, it was so, so dark, and and it's one of those where you can kind of take a step back and you just think, Jesus, like, this is how some people probably would be in this like like we've said before in in the apocalypse sorry but in this world anyways it's not so much the infected you have to worry about it's people and i think that this episode showcased that in its darkest darkest form And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode, obviously episode 8 of The Last of Us, bonus blogs edition of the podcast. If you're a fan of the podcast, if you listen to the podcast, thank you so much. Obviously, you can find it on rss.com, all that jazz, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast fixed from. It will be there. Give us a like and a follow. Hit notification as well on there to be notified when new episodes are uploaded. Leave us a review. That too will be extremely appreciated. Jump onto the socials, Facebook and Instagram. Search Joe Blogs About Films. Give us a like and a follow on there. And again, you can see what's happening and when with the podcast. But yeah, episode 8, so, so good, as I say. It's a very dark one, very dark episode, but I I did really enjoy quite a lot of it. In particular, the sets and cinematography for this episode, which is, as I say, absolutely gorgeous. Like, last week's episode was praised for the colour scheme and cinematography. And this episode, again, continues with those beautiful shots and sequences that are just too hard to ignore, when the creative team and actors, etc., of such an open space like woods and such, there can be some really great imagery and action, and they utilise all of that on the on the set location and the practicality of being surrounded by actual snow. It's not fake snow or anything on on a, on a set like that. You know what I mean? Like it's it, this feels really real, and again, it just highlights just how small Ellie is in this like big world, and that yet again. It's, as I've stated, not so much clickers and infected. It's, it's people that we should be worried about. Uh, and this episode, once again, brings in a character that is undeniably evil. Someone that is a real test for Ellie Steele. You know what I mean? I am, of course, referring to David and the rest of his group. But I thought, or, or we thought, that Kathleen was like a bad egg in episode four and five. Like, she was slightly too far gone. David takes that to a whole other level. Like, this is a creepy, creepy guy. Like, there's just something off about him. From the get go and I'll talk more about David, of course, as we go on. But yeah, this was really dark and just just great performance from Scott Shepherd. Like I have to I have to commend his performance because to be able to deliver this role or the, the performance they did, I should say, just absolutely staggering. Like it was so, so good. Again, I will talk more in depth about, about Scott Shepherd and David's just a little bit later. Cause I I I kinda wanna just just follow on from Ellie and the story, you know, continuing on from last week where we are left being that Ellie is nursing and caring over Joel following his stab wound, hoping that he'll get better. And I love that Ellie hasn't given up on him. The same way that Joel wouldn't give up on her. Like she's she's trickling water in his mouth, giving him the last bits of scraps of their food, but Joel's not waking up. And that's scary because like we then see the scale of this wound, the infection sorry, that he's got from the from the wound. And I'm not gonna lie, I was like, oh my god, that looks bad. Like it really just looked sore. It was you could see there maybe like a slight pus in there and stuff. It just it just looked like it is a case of whether Joel will survive this, especially under these freezing conditions as well that they find themselves in. And I really like that Ellie is using all of the things that Joel has taught her over their journey. She's you know, she's going off to find food with the rifle, bring it back, and then that's where she, you know, meets meets David in his community. But like I think that Bella Ramsey in this episode again just showcases that range that, that they have as an actor and the talent that they have to be able to go from like soft delivery to then raging animal in the split second as ellie does in this episode in particular obviously when when ellie's in the cage towards the end just highlights this perfectly i think it's very clear in this episode that the parental relationship between joel and ellie is like official now like they are one you know what i mean they are units we'll obviously get to the final moment between the two of them of course but the fact that before any of the action or drama is kicked off you know ellie as i've said is caring for joel she wants him to live she's even hunting to find them food to, to help that matter, you know. For example, even though she finds food, she gives that deer up that she's shot to, to David and, and, and Co. for penicillin. She gives she like trades for penicillin to help Joel with his wounds. So the priority there is keeping Joel alive and making him better. And that takes precedence over everything else in this particular moment. Forget the deer. It'd be nice to have some like food and stuff, whatever, but I need to get Joel better. I need to get essentially my dad better you know what i mean there's there's a real journey for ellie's character in this episode i mean they've been on so many journeys anyways like i say ellie has gone right through the the the, the motions and so like throughout their entire journey of this series but she's put through an absolute ringer once she meets david as mentioned obviously i'll talk about david la, 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 in a second but having already said that this episode is the darkest we see at the end like the mental and physical toll this whole ordeal has had on Ellie, as she's shattered and scarred from what's happened and the fact that she's killed someone for the first time, which no doubt will have ramifications for the character moving forward, it's a huge turning point for her. If it wasn't for Joel appearing at the end to comfort her, who knows what path Ellie could have gone down, you know? She's clearly lost and she's broken from this ordeal, but that's, again, this whole arc in the story. Like, it's really, really trying for you know I mean? It's a real test, and there's points when you're like, uh, who's going to make it out of this? Because David is genuinely, genuinely a bad man, you know? And this, like, kind of cult following that he's got, which cults scare me anyways. Like, I, I really, really have a bad time with anything like that. Like, let, let, let's talk about Scott Shepherd's David. Like, this guy, he's terrifying. I think there's something equally terrifying about someone or anyone that sees themselves as a preacher or anything like that, especially in, like, the apocalypse. An apocalypse theme show, you're like, well, this is... This is going to be bad, isn't it? Like, like, to me, that just shows how unhinged he already is, which Ellie calls him out for when they have that exchange in the barn or whatever, when they're waiting for the penicillin. Even after all of this has happened, you still believe that there's a God. It's almost like that lust for power and control is is taken over, something that that David has and wants more of, you know? Like, the cold opening for this episode is just David reading that passage from the Bible to his community, We also comforts that little girl who's grieving the loss of her father, but there's this... Uneasiness straight off the bat. Like, you can tell something's not right, as there's like these nods and understandings between him and his right hand man, James, who obviously, as everyone's probably told you, and everyone's dog knows, that that was played by Troy Baker, the actor who played Joel in the Games. Who, to be fair, like, I knew he played Joel in the Games, but I didn't realise just how big of, like, a, a a performer in the gaming world he actually was. I was looking at his, like, filmography and such, and just be like, good Lord, like, he was in Arkham? Like, wow, okay, fair. But, like, yeah, so Troy Baker is in this, and I thought he was really great as well. And as I said, there's this, like, weird understanding that those characters, we we in the audience haven't been let into what they know yet. And I, I just felt like all of it was just really uneasy. But when the girl, like I so said, when the girl asks... When can we bury him in respect of a the father? There's that moment and like a beat where we see this glance between David and James, and they know something that everyone else doesn't uh like giving them just iffy vibes, you know what I mean like I, we as the audience just like what what what's going on like what there's these guys seem off, he's reading passages from the Bible, there's glances, there's looks, there's something a bit iffy and strange and creepy. I can't stress that word enough creepy about David and this 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 group. But this is one of those episodes where I really wish I didn't know who or what David was from the game. Like I re- I've already said, like I've not finished the game, but I have seen the campaign. And strangely enough, like last week or so I was re-watching loads of like comparisons and such from TV to the from game to TV, sorry, and then got into like looking at more and more campaign footage and this that, and the other. And I did recently watch this level um, which was frustratingly, like I, I, w- I wish I hadn't now because, like, taking nothing away from the episode, but like, because the reveal of, of who they are and what David's done in this it, it is a shock. But like, if I'd have, I feel like if I'd have not re watched or whatever, I probably, I, I would have definitely maybe have had more of an impact in, in my viewing of it. But like I said, taking nothing away because it is a great take from the game to the TV, you know, like they, they did the source material justice, you know what I mean? But this episode really uses tension throughout. Like, even calmer conversations are there to build that tension. And David is a master at manipulation, and in particular, evilness. Like, he clearly only sees what he's doing as a means to keep people safe. You know, no matter what the cost is, no matter who he kills or whatever it is, it's a case of keeping these people safe. Like, they're, they're, they're located at, like, a um, like a holiday set or whatever. Like, it just, you know, it's, it's not ideal. It's something that they've stumbled across and they were in harsher times. But... I do like I did like the setting. I liked where they were at, but yeah, like I said, they will do anything no matter what the cost is. And then if, hey, if that means killing folk, chopping them up, and serving them as meat to the community, then so be it. You know, this is this is for me is where the real darkness comes in. You know, like aside from David being a psychopath, but to be in a place where you are feeding human flesh or meat or whatever to your community who are unknowingly eating it, just made my skin crawl. You know, like when they were zooming in. And like when they're eating the food, and and it's almost like once you, we we kind of know that they're obviously clearly eating something that's not venison, which you probably could maybe guess at that point that it would be human meat. But that it just it was just uneasy, wasn't it? Like the, the way that the camera followed and tracked around the whole community as they're tucking in, um, and like obviously you see Jason, uh, James, sorry, right hand man James, who like just knows it's almost like he, he is eating reluctantly, like he knows that they they, they shouldn't be doing this. Doesn't fully probably believe in this is the right course of action, but is just doing it to survive. And because obviously David's probably so unhinged that he wouldn't we won't put it past him for David to put him down. You know what I mean? Like for David just to turn. So yeah, I like when I said when when that guy is like oh it's venison uh, and there's that look and hands over the meat, you're just like that's 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 not venison. <laughs> that's that's probably going to be human. Like we've got. Like we've got our Last of Us version of terminus here from like The Walking Dead, boys and girls. Like it's it's just awful on so many levels. And this take of the character doing something like this is one that, I, in a way, like I, I I liked that. I liked what they did with that. But it's just showing how far he will go. You know what I mean? Like I, again, it's just showing just what he will do to keep people alive. But at the same time, it's showcasing the evilness that he is. Because I don't think I think this is the the biggest bad we should say that we've had. Like I said before about how I thought Kathleen may have been like a an overarching villain, and and I wasn't expecting David to be that at all. Like I felt like this was going to be a one-and-done episode for the David's character, particularly if, if you know what happens in the game and such. But I, I just... I, I really do think we've not met a character as evil as this. And again, tremendous work from Scott Shepard because you genuinely hate him. Like, that's when you know an actor is doing such a good job when you absolutely cannot stand the person that you're watching like they're they're doing their job you know they are really doing it well i mean like the guy compares himself to the cordyceps for goodness sake like the whole speech to ellie where when he goes on to explain you know he how he is just like cordyceps saying how it's it's not evil and that it's fruitful and multiplies feeds and protects children and secures its future with violence if it must it's loves again i've spoke plenty about love and the theme and such within the show and again this is just a strange view from David it's, it's, it's a perfect description for David but it's just so far gone, it just shows you how far gone he actually is, you know what I mean? And I do like how, I love it when a TV show flips it on its on its head and we see things from like a different perspective. So in this case, when we meet David, he's very calm, almost too calm, but he's very calm, creepy, almost too calm. And I mentioned earlier about like the tension and a lot of that comes from the conversations between he and Ellie, you know, Craig Mason and Neil Druckmann really stuck to the source material, but still managed to keep the audiences on the edge of the seats because that, That conversation, like a main example for me, when they sat by the fire, uh, just a quick shout as well straight to Ellie's line saying, so you went from teacher to preacher because it rhymed or something or words of that effect, that was really cool. But this whole chat about surviving and how Ellie shouldn't be on her own, la-da-da, and then it all comes back around once David explains that four of his men went looking for supplies and only three came back, one being killed by a man who was with a little girl. And you're just stunned. You're like, oh my God, Ellie is in like absolute danger like we he's he's been too calm not to you know what I mean to just drop that in knowing like he 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 like it's a threat isn't it like he, he it's not like a direct threat it's like well I know you're the person or persons that we're looking for which instantly gets Ellie's and the audience's back up you know Ellie then from the get go does not trust these people. She's wise to it, and she's learned enough from her experience, and from Joel, that most people are bad people. It is equally disturbing that David wants to have this strange, like, servant-slash-partner relationship with Ellie, how he believes that the two of them can run and manage the community. Like... Craig Mason uh, or Neil Druckmann, I can't remember which, said that he's almost attracted to her straight away due to her strength and fearlessness. Like, she survived and she's totally different to the people in his community. But it's just a horrible concept. And again, showing that, like, power mad and power trip this guy is and just how messed up he is. Like, we've seen the way that he treats children from this episode when he slaps that little girl before they have their meal or just how he treats the community in general, you know? Like, it was... It was in that moment, like, prior to the revelation of cannibalism or just or what he wants to do with Ellie or whatever, but that moment he smacks that girl. You're just like, yep, this guy's a piece of shit and he's got to go. Like, he really has. Like, David is so far gone that he's almost enjoying traumatizing and antagonizing people, but in particular Ellie. I think that he gets a kick out of that massively. Like, throughout this episode, he's really, like... like I think it's only towards the end when you get that feeling that everything that he's done in the episode so far, or all, all that he's done everything, his actions have been on purpose because he does enjoy it. Like, he's, he's, he's clearly having some fun with it. He's so evil and, like, he's so bloody creepy. And Scott Shepherd delivers all of this within his performance. Like, I can't praise his performance enough. Like, it was so, so good. Like, creepy character, yeah, but... Oh, my God, it was, it was a really good performance. Just very unsettling. And I thought, like I said, David was just the darkest and, and most evil character that we've met. I don't think we'll, we'll meet another one like this, you know what I mean? But I want to mention, I have to mention, I should say Joel going badass in this episode on some of David's men. Like he is literally in father mode. Like when he gets up and, you know, he's he's looking for Ellie because she's not there and such as she's been taken. Like, he will take down anyone to make sure that Ellie is alive. Like, if he has to stab someone in the kneecap, so be it. And, like, how he just turns to that second guy that he's interrogating, or I should say, beating the crap out of after getting the info he needs from that first chap, bringing in again that line from episode six where he asks them to point to the map for their location. It better be the same as the other guys. To which the second guy afterwards is like, I'm not going to tell you what he just told you. I'm not going to tell you. And then, and then like, the coldness of Joel to be like, it's okay." I believe him, before he just starts battering him with that metal pole. My God, was that incredible viewing. And that's the one thing that The Last of Us gets so right for me. It's like how to tackle violence, or rather the extreme violent circumstances. Like, mostly they do it off screen, and I feel like it's so much more impactful. Like, take Ellie Killing David, for example, which that whole set, you know, where they're in the steakhouse and it's all on fire and such, it just... As I've already mentioned some of the cinematography in this moment was absolutely wonderful but like the kill itself it's horrifying but you feel what she's going through and why she's hitting David over and over and over with the cleaver like she's been pushed to this like David has to be stopped and she like Joel won't stop until he is put down like Joel and Ellie have got Joel and Ellie have gone through so much and seen so much violence like, Ellie's seen so much violence on on their journey I feel like this is a big shift for the character following the first kill, um, and all of this is capped off beautifully at the end when Joel gets hold of her after she just stumbles out and she's like screaming. If she don't know who's got hold of her, and he said, "It's okay, baby girl, I got you." Like, oh my god, that line was just perfect. By the way, like, just beautiful. But they are—he's he, Joel—is officially her father now. I said earlier that they're like one, but that moment, as I say, was was when you're like, "Yep, yeah, this is it." They are—they are father and daughter. Their journey will continue, but you could just. She has, she's been through the worst experience. Heather's been through the worst experience with the worst kind of person, and now Joel's just telling her, it's okay. Like I'll protect you. Like I love that moment so so much. That was a real really strong moment, but. This episode was absolutely stunning. Like it was really, really good. As I've already stated at the start, like this is now my second favorite episodes uh, of the series. Uh, I think the run for me would be episode three was f- the phenomenal eight, again incredible, and then five was was too stunning. So they're like I- I've loved every episode, but there's there's those three in particular that have been standouts. Me and I really can't wait to see how they are going to finish this and cap it off next week. There's only one episode left, which is absolutely disastrous. I'm so gutted. But like if you're a fan of the game, I really don't don't see how you can complain about this episode. They respected the source material so, so much. And maybe you could argue that there was, you know, it's too much of the same, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? And if you're a fan of the game and you're not happy with this episode, then I guess you must be the hardest person to please, you know what I mean? Like, because they literally stuck so, so close to it. Like, it, just, it was just wonderful. I thought it was such a fantastic episode, and I'm really looking forward to the finale next week. I can't, I'm gutted that it's the finale next week, but... Once it's done, I will 100% be rewatching this from start to finish. But yeah, let me know your thoughts on The Last of Us Episode 8. Were you a big fan of it? I I really did enjoy this episode. I thought it was absolutely great. Um, Stunning performances all around. And uh, again, just interested to see how this journey is going to end. Thank you again, though, for listening to this Bonus Blogs episode on the episode When We Are In Need, the 8th of The Last of Us Season 1. Really looking forward to the finale next week. Got plenty more coming on the podcast as well, so keep your eyes and ears on that. But until then, as always, thank you so much for listening. Take care.